Ryan closed all three rings as he joined the Zoom. Hello, dum-dums. Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining us for the PebCAC podcast, a weekly information security show featuring some all-around good people. It is week 29 of 2022. I'm Chris Louie, and thankful I did not get sunburnt like a lobster coaching my son's t-ball game this past weekend. With me, I have the extremely tanned Duke Silver. It's now his turn to taunt us in group chat with pictures of beautiful beaches, sunsets, and swimming pools. Thank you for taking the time to spend with us during your PTO. Where are you broadcasting from this week? Hey, Chris, coming at you guys live from Cancun with my wife and four kids. We're celebrating uh, our summer vacation, but uh, also taking the, the two most recent graduates out on a little family excursion, having a good time. Very cool. Congratulations on the well-earned time off. And we have Glenn Medina, who hopefully found a pool Roomba during this year's Prime Day. Yeah, it didn't happen. Hey, everybody. Uh, for some reason, either they raised prices or something, but I didn't find the pool Roomba that I wanted to. I, I could have swore they were cheaper like two weeks ago, and I feel really dumb for not buying it then. Um, happy to be home uh, for this afternoon's podcast. I was out earlier in, in LA this er, er, earlier this week, and it was quite the weather down there. It was a lot better than it is uh, up here, because up here it's really hot. Um, hey, Chris, can you believe it? And, and Brian, we hit episode 69, dude. I feel like this is uh, <laughs> Bill and Ted's excellent adventure here. So yeah, Maybe with hitting this milestone episode, Elon will start listening to us then, because this is that's his favorite number. 69. <laughs> Combined, we have decades of information security experience and here not just to educate, but to entertain. We've got four awesome stories for you this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. For those of you keeping track, this is episode 69 of the podcast, and my co-hosts are just so giddy in playing for what we should do on this milestone episode. Just a reminder, we are still a professional security podcast. I did my best to incorporate all of this week's stories into a theme that would satisfy my co-host giddiness. I hope you all figure out what that theme is for this week's episode. It's going to be really challenging to keep the non-explicit tag on this episode of the podcast, but we will try our best. I guess it's fair to have an adult content warning for this episode, so if you have little ones in the car as you listen to this, you might want to put on headphones or wait until they're not around to listen. I like how you're putting this off on me and Glenn. Like, we're the ones that are giddy with this. You've been planning this since episode one. <laughs> That's not true. I, I, was, I definitely was not as giddy as you guys were because you guys were the ones that kept bugging me. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do for this episode? Yeah. Chris is a liar. I don't know. We have the recordings, Brian. <laughs> it's the in internal monologue. <laughs> All right. Speaking of recording, so closing the loop feedback for this week, for those of you who never miss an episode, last week, Brian claimed he never heard of the PebCat Guide to SE Life book. But if you tune into episode 64 of the podcast, scroll to 34 minutes and 45 seconds, where Glenn talks about it, and Brian explicitly says that he's in. Boom. What do you think, Brian? Still in? So number one, obviously that's a deep fake. That wasn't my voice at 34, 35. 
And number two, I often do get in trouble for not having active listening. So there's that. All right. For our opening topic, I'm going to throw out a question to my co-hosts. What is the most embarrassing work situation you have been in or heard about related to someone accidentally flashing adult content to a, a room, a Zoom, or the entire company? For me, I don't think I can beat my friend's story, so I'm going to retell that friend's story. This one actually came from Marcus, who we had on episode 65. He and I worked in IT, so we've definitely seen some stuff. I'm going to tell it in the first person for clarity. So when I say I or we, I mean Marcus. One time a vendor came into the office for a presentation and had to set up in a conference room. For some reason, the vendor's laptop was not connecting to the projector. Go figure. So I asked a colleague to hook up his laptop to the projector and just present it over there. He hooked up his laptop and the vendor asked him to visit a website to either pull down a presentation or so show something from the vendor's page. And well, the website started with a P, the letter P. And his coworker is a slow typer. So as soon as he put the letter P in the address bar, I think you know where this is going. The guy's entire history of Pornhub showed up as the suggested links in the URL bar. And he was using his work computer to watch adult content, hopefully after hours and not in the office. He was one of those that has to stare at the keyboard when you type. So when he typed in P, I don't think he noticed what was showing up on the screen, but the vendor definitely noticed and just exchanged, we exchanged looks and just didn't say anything. That was for research, Chris. Come on now. <laughs> I want to make sure our filter is working. <laughs> Yeah, I've had a similar, not, no, actually not a similar situation. Let's change that back. I had a very embarrassing moment where I was on a call with a customer. This was maybe two companies ago. And I remember um, having to jump on a call. I, I was on the road running to the room, but still being on the call. And I was having a conversation and it was a, it was myself being the SE, the customer. And then I had support on the line. And we were going through the kit. We were going through um, some some items regarding a, an issue that the customer was having. And I said, "Hey guys, I'm going to put myself on mute for a second because I had to go pee like a racehorse." So I, you know, I open the door, <laughs> I go inside, and um, I go in the bathroom, and I'm looking at my phone. And I constantly look at my phone if it's on mute. I, I don't know why. Yep. I check two or three triple, times. Quadruple check. Yeah, yeah. you're not yeah. alone in that. Yep. Yeah, and sure enough, I drop trowel, and you hear the stream going, and then I flush, and then the support guy goes, hey, Glenn, do you mind putting yourself on mute? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, sorry. <laughs> That's the only thing I can come out of my mouth. Quite embarrassing. And then I, 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 I heard after that, I was asked if I had washed my hands. So um, after I'd gone on mute and they were, they were making quite fun of me and it was, uh, it was, it was really embarrassing nonetheless. And Cla if, and classic if they, Glenn. Classic Glenn. And if they didn't hear you wash your hands, then Brian would have definitely gotten after you for that. No kidding. No kidding. I would have picked him up, took him back to the bathroom and washed his hands for him. <laughs> there you go. Just like a child. <laughs> How about right, you, Brian? Brian? Do you have an embarrassing story? You not uh, not just you, but anything that you've seen. 
I may have may have been me, maybe not have been me, but so I'm doing something similar uh, as Glenn walking into the bathroom and, and asking the urinal if it was a thirsty bitch. <laughs> it was not off of mute. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Oh, that, yeah. I think it's also hilarious that you talk to the, the urinal in the bathroom. <laughs> right. So I would have go. never think I would have never thought to have that conversation, but now, Brian, I think I will. I'll have to start having yeah. those conversations. <laughs> you should do that. You know, you know how they say, like, if you want to be a better public speaker, you want to build confidence, like, go into an elevator and and not turn around and just make everybody feel awkward. I mean, that's probably another exercise if you want to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Just go into a public bathroom and start talking to the urinal, and then uh. just just see how people react. <laughs> so, it's my a good fr- idea. My friends and I, when we were younger in high school, we would uh, we would make bets and go into a mall and say that we had to meet like three new people, and then of the three, have one start hanging out with us, and whoever won would have to buy you know dinner that night or lunch that afternoon. But uh, it, it was quite fun uh, trying to trying to do those things. Maybe the loser, right? The the person who who fails has to buy lunch. That's what I meant. Yes, yes, yes. And there was four of us, so uh, it, it was such a blast, such a blast. So I think the other one I can actually recall is during a virtual sales kickoff, where the entire <laughs> go to market team is on this virtual sales kickoff, and the platform we had was it was it was pre recorded, but it was broadcasting. But then the the chat was live. So on the, you have the recording and then you have the sidebar of the chat. And all of a sudden we see a pretty obscene word and a followed by a series of numbers, which happens to be this episode number, uh, flow through the chat. And then the, the, the person who wrote that in the chat said, you know, pardon me. Um, I think he realized what he had done. And a whole, bu- a whole bunch of people messaged him and said, hey, what was up with that? And then he said, well, that, that's actually my, my email password. And I actually typed it in the chat instead of the, the, uh, webmail form yeah and then everybody had his password after that which was pretty cool and, <laughs> so. and they never let him live that one down never let him oh, live yeah. that one down do, do you guys remember one of the episodes where the guy accidentally had his camera on during a on all hands and he was still laying in bed do you guys remember that i took yeah, a screenshot i remember of that. that one <laughs> <laughs> i think he was from yeah. the australia team or something that was hilarious yeah so i i partially you look comfy, though, i'll tell you what he did. he did. He did. And I partially blame Zoom because that was a Zoom feature where when you join a meeting, it would auto turn on your camera. They don't do that anymore. They like ask you, do you want your camera on or off? But the part, the organizer of the meeting could set it so the camera would turn auto on. So I just as a habit, once I knew that was a feature, I just covered my camera and then I just verify that it's off until they added that feature to explicitly turn it on. Oh, yeah. Good times. All right, for our first topic, and this will be a ransomware story of the week. Back in May, the National Bank of Zambia was hit by the Hive ransomware group. The bank made it very clear that they were not going to pay the ransom and just restore their systems from backup. Now, that's nothing new, as it happens all the time if a company has bulletproof backups and no fear of the stolen data being released. How did the Bank of Zambia let Hive know they were not going to pay? First, they made fun of the hackers' technical skills during the ransomware negotiations. Then they sent a picture of, shall we say, 
the male genitalia to the hackers with a message. And I'm going to quote here, suck this expletive and stop locking bank networks thinking you will monetize something. Learn to monetize, end quote. Typically, when we see messages like this, we assume that some teenager from Xbox Live has hijacked the ransomware negotiations. However, the Bank of Zambia's technical director confirmed with a reporter that it was actually them that sent the picture and the messages. The bank's response to the hackers may not be appropriate for all organizations, but they made it very clear that they were not going to negotiate. How fun is that? That's pretty ballsy on them. I'd say is the so. IT director Russian by chance? <laughs> or maybe Italian? Did he watch did he just get done watching an episode of Sopranos? I don't know. Hey, I don't I don't know how many Italians are work for the Bank of Zambia, but maybe you can look them up on LinkedIn. Or or is the Bank of Zambia a real bank or is it just another front for laundering money? <laughs> Possible. Right. Yeah. That's more likely the case. It's this it's another hacker with the fancy, you know, Bank of Zambia, which is just two dudes in a coffee shop staring at walls looking for answers. And laundering money. And laundering money, yes, sir. So I think there's a lot to unpack here, but I, I think one of the Im- more important questions we got to ask, of the picture that they sent him, do you think this was an original, like they actually took the photo and, and sent it to them, or do you think they just found a random one online and sent them that one? Chris, you can't find penises online. What do they Google? Do they just Google that? Google penis images and they said that one. That that's the one I want. <laughs> yeah, this could have been the actual IT directors. Like, hey, hey, come over here. Get the camera. Get the angle right. Let's let's do this. Oh, you you you're that self pose. Yeah, like that that's also plausible that this was an original that they did it. Yeah, they they took the photo themselves. Yeah. It'd be cool if the guy had a tattoo of the Bank of Zambia sitting on the side of it, right? So <laughs> <laughs> you see it on his thigh, it says Bank of Zambia for life. <laughs> With an arrow that says suck this. All right. Then yeah, I, I would believe it then. I would definitely believe it then. Oh, they definitely had some fun with this one and Hive did not get paid, which makes it even better. This reminds me of that revenge hacking group. Not, not okay. I shouldn't say revenge. It should. It's more of vigilante. I think is the right word. So there's a vigilante hacking group that was opposed to ISIS and Al Qaeda and all these these terrorist organizations, and they hacked into their Twitter accounts and they changed all the content to uh, adult content of an alternative lifestyle nature, which is you know the polar opposite of what ISIS and Al Qaeda stand for so i think that was sort of like hacking the hackers and not only hacking them but putting that something so offensive to them that just that's just the icing on the cake yeah uh, you know i got into watching you, you guys hear of pierogi the guy that's uh hack the hackers no or hack hack the scammers right i thought pierogi was a food item it, it is not a polish pastry <laughs> yeah there's, so there's a youtube character that's uh that's kind of uh, backdooring a lot of the the not online scammers, but the tele the te, uh, <laughs> backdooring the, the, the scammers that are out there, right? They're calling. It's like old the, the Microsoft tech support yeah. scams. Yeah, like yeah, those. yeah. So he's taking their pictures and he's he's getting into as they're trying to install or making pretend they're installing TeamViewer, 
he's somehow rooting their 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 computers and then pulling pictures of them and whatnot and as he's uh as he sho- as he's like hey he's, he's revealing them he shows pictures of them and they start freaking out and start hanging up on him and start cutting calling him some kind of insane words but it's hilarious it's like uh I, go pierogi man love you dude that that's awesome work that you're doing saving saving these old uh older folks from having to pay you know thousands of dollars in target and apple cards yeah i love hacking the hacker stories yep I love a good hacking the hacker story. There's there's nothing worse than that. That people that prey on vulnerable people and then for them themselves to get hacked and teaching them them a lesson. We need we need more pierogies in the world. All right, for our second topic, this story is back from January 2021, and it's another ransomware story, but a little different twist on it. A hacker used ransomware to lock victims in their IoT chastity belt. So I'll let that sink in a minute. This is an internet-connected chastity belt, a device designed to go around the male anatomy to prevent use of said anatomy other than its intended purpose to expel liquid waste. All other features and functions of the anatomy are locked out with this type of device. The chastity belt is paired via Bluetooth to a smartphone to lock and unlock the device in some kind of modern-day prisoner's dilemma, someone else can have control of the device and only unlock it with their phone. While security researchers at Pentest Partners published details of a serious vulnerability that allowed a remote attacker to take control of any chastity belt device made by this vendor, Kiwi. Get this. They found out that a request to any API endpoint, so any one of these chastity belts out uh, out there did not require authentication and using a six-digit quote friend code they could return a huge amount of data about the user such as their location their phone number and their plain text password again i bet you can all see where this is going yeah it was a rough couple of weeks for me man i'll tell you what <laughs> <laughs> customer number one baby <laughs> The information disclosure paired with the lack of authentication means a remote attacker can lock every single device and demand a Bitcoin ransom to unlock it. I mean, it's one thing to remotely lock, say, a bike lock. You could just use an angle grinder to cut it off. But with a chastity belt, that would not allow the same brute force type attacks. For the record, a ransomware attack was seen in the wild and victims were locked into their devices. And there was a hardened steel lock on the device, which made getting out of it very difficult are these i just had to go ahead yeah just incredible yeah i just incredible hulk my way out of it just boom just rip it apart yeah well you know just get excited right brian and break yourself out there you go (laughs) glenn yeah this this thing pleasant thoughts by the way can we argue the intended purpose statement of what a middle male genitalia is used for because it's more than just to expel liquid waste (laughs) How dare you talk about my children like that? <laughs> well, it's it's to prevent that. So okay, so it's there's, there's I guess there's a difference between intended use and uh, the uses that this device is meant to prevent. So we'll we'll put it that way. Oh, okay, I'm reading it now. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I, I think we're gonna have to bleep this whole episode here. So. <laughs> 
We won't. We kept it PG-ish. Ish, yeah. Ish. I, I remember when we talked about this the first time. I was like, "There's really a market for this, isn't there?" Apparently, yeah, really... there's. I, I think there's a subset of people that enjoy being, <laughs> you know, dominated and giving somebody else control of this device. Says, you know you're only allowed to use this for a different intended purpose when I allow you to do it. So that's part of the whole being dominated type of culture. So you're, you're locked out. Um, you can still use it for other purposes. So your bladder doesn't explode, but you're at the mercy of whoever controls this phone app. And I think there's a subset of people that enjoy being in that, that position. What, what happened to the safe word that unlocks it? <laughs> yeah. Sibilance. 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 <laughs> I'm telling you, any any dude that actually had this on and was locked out, they paid the Bitcoin. There's no way around it. That was easy so what, money. So that's what you would think, but I, I I think this pen test partners did a did you know like a, a trace on the blockchain wallet that was supposed to receive the Bitcoin, and apparently there there was not a single person that paid. So there was the vendor actually posted an official video of different ways of getting out of it. They weren't easy. They required like a <laughs> screwdriver and a lot of brute force and it probably jump into a cold pleasant. hole. <laughs> too pleasant for the wearers of said device. But there were I guess we can call them side channel attacks. There's some side channel attacks that this device was vulnerable to that uh didn't require a payment. So, so no backdoor attacks? <laughs> no, side channel, side channel. <laughs> Oh my god! It was a it was a heavy bar that came from the back end, right, Brian? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I told you my co-hosts are giddy with this episode. Yeah, it's the old. Yeah, never mind. I'll stay out of this one. <laughs> All right, for our third topic, this one happened just a month before WannaCry back in April 2017. Our friends at Pentest Partners found egregious flaws in the device, this time for women. I believe the politically correct term for this device is a marital aid. It's a device that's inserted into a certain part of the female anatomy and generates a vibrating motion. Well, there's a company out there that makes a smart version of this device with, get this, a built-in Wi-Fi access point and a video camera which allows users of the device to live stream it. What? The device is... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll have to repeat that. It's got a built-in Wi-Fi access point and a camera so people can live stream it. So, you know, my old saying, what could possibly go wrong? The device's Wi-Fi access point is hard-coded with a password that's just eight number eight, so anybody within Wi-Fi range of the device can log into it and watch not only the video live stream, but any saved video recordings and images. The access point's SSID is hard-coded and cannot be changed. The marital aid also has a built-in web server, which controls its admin portal, and you guessed it, the username is admin, and there is no password. You don't even need to be in range of the device to take over it or access the video stream, as if the designers of this device were intentionally trying to go for the 
Worst Security in an Adult Toy Award. They enabled Telnet access. I can feel all of your collective face palms as we speak. You could rewrite the firmware or remotely access the devices through Telnet. So imagine war driving through a city, remotely hacking these things as you casually drive by. And no surprises here, the vendor did not respond for a request for comment. Hey, I just want to know what the SSID is so that way I can walk or run around the town. <laughs> for research. For research. For research. For, yeah. Using NetStumbler. Yeah. Jeez. Could you imagine like living in an apartment complex and just running into that SSID all the time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, give that thing a Somebody's break. The battery's going to go out. <laughs> Somebody's having fun tonight. I like, all right, Chris, I mean, you're the expert obviously here. So what is it live streaming per se? Where is the camera pointed out of curiosity? Is there a light or is it like night, night vision? So I'm not sure which end of the device has the camera. I, I think we'll have to look at the picture in the article. But uh, yeah, depending on which end it is, it might need some some IR light or something. Again, maybe I'm, just, I'm old fashioned, but I don't know. I don't think this is ever going to hit my uh, Amazon wish list. <laughs> well, not with this egregious security in it either. <laughs> think about all the effort that went into this. Like this, like Homeboy was bored. I'm going to tell you what. Oh, here's the... Uh, he looks creepy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so for those listening, Glenn is showing us a screen of the article, which shows a guy from Pentest Partners holding the device, oh, and that's the guy yeah. that says, Brian says is creepy. Um, and it well, looks he, like the... Yeah. He found it. Like, he bought it. He was, like, at home diddling with this thing. He was like, oh, my God. Yeah, right. so it looks like the camera is on the end that does is not inserted. So I guess you can, I don't know, record your reaction or something to it. What's the bottom half of that? Is that like a woman's anatomy on the bottom half of that thing? No, that's the camera. The bottom half is the camera? I thought the tip was the camera. Yeah. No, I think the bottom half is the camera, so you can record the reaction. Oh. Why is it so why is it so big though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> Well, oh, just think about it. It's got batteries. It's got a Wi-Fi hotspot. It's got a web server. So where, Do they have a can opener? Can fit all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, my well, gosh. Listeners will have to definitely check out the show notes and, and click click through to the article to see what we're talking about. This is that, that um, Jurassic Park meme. Right, Chris? Like like, our, our scientists were so preoccupied whether they could. They never, never stopped to think if they should. Yeah, one, like or nature exactly. Way. No, not nature from the other. The first one, like this Dr. thing, Ian Malcolm. Oh my gosh! Well, I I think that that goes for the other the previous story too. Like, why would you? Okay, I, I understand the purpose of the device, but why does it have to be IoT and internet connected? And why is it taking video? Like, what is it videoing? person using it or the person like watching the person using it because it's just be me eating some cheerios like use your imagination <laughs> <is> brian <laughs> yeah i, I, I think their their target audience is likely those girls that do cam shows or like chatterbait some those types of services you can see you know from multiple angles multiple perspectives speaking of the pros that creative <laughs> angle oh my gosh I'm telling I Grace. Tell my kids not to listen to this so, one. I'm so telling Grace. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what I'm getting you guys for Christmas this year. 
Do not send that to the beach asshole. <laughs> Return to sender. Yeah. Deej is like, this is a back scratcher. Nice back scratcher. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate that. Well, if I ever decide to give up my my full-time gig here and become a cam person, I guess I'll mute it. Yeah. Your nickname is The Hot Dad. (laughs) Ain't nobody want to see that. All right. Enough of that for our last topic, and it will be a rotating topic every week. This week, we're going to play a little game and see if my co-hosts know the meaning of these inappropriate-sounding words. All right, so I'm going to say a word, and you guys are going to guess or tell me the definition of this word. Uh-oh. All righty. Word number one. All right, Glenn, if I'm right, you get 50, and if I'm wrong, you give me 500. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. All right, word number one. Uvula. That's not a dirty word. Yeah, that's like uvula. That's, that's the thing on the genetically back. Genetically sound. Yeah, that's the thing that's on the back of your your throat, right? The uvula. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. It's a little ball in the back of your mouth. It secretes large amounts of saliva to keep your throat moist and lubricated. I bet it does secrete a lot of saliva. <laughs> I thought that was thing on your elbow, boys. Sorry. <laughs> that's your weenus. <laughs> Really, the, the 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 part of your elbow that's called your weenus. Okay, on what? So I, I didn't. On what? On your, on your elbow. elbow. Yeah, that part of your on the on, the, on your elbow, the pointy part. It's called your weenus. Get out of here. Yeah. All right. It's also impossible to lick. So if you try to lick your elbow, it's it's literally impossible. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> I'm not going right. to try. Word number word number two. Ballcock. Oh God. <laughs> You're pronouncing it right, I think. It is. That the <laughs> correct pronounce it's it's spelled ballcock. That's not the thing on top of the flagpole, right? That's not a f- no. no. That's the Thunderdome. You're thinking <laughs> of <laughs> I have no idea. Alright. So a ballcock is an automatic valve whose opening and closing are controlled by a hollow float at the end of a lever. Ballcock. It's a mechanical term, yeah. Alrighty. All right, number three, kumquat. Fruit. Yeah, I think you're... Glenn Glenn is correct. A small yellow to orange citrus fruit with a sweet spongy rind and a somewhat acid pulp. That's correct. My neighbors have kumquats. They have kumquats across the street. See, I knew knew Glenn would get it. It, It's it's more of an Asian fruit, I think. Yeah. Nothing against you, Brian, even though you do associate as an Asian at times. So that's true. All right, word number four. Masticate. Oh, I know this one. I'll let Brian respond, though. No clue. Really? Yeah. That's what you do every day when you eat your food. Yeah. You chew your food? That's it. Masticate. Yeah. No, I just, you commonly I just... do it at the dinner table. So you, you masticate in front of the dinner table. In front of your nope, family. I, yeah. You masticate I, I won by everything. Yeah, Brian, you masticate at dinner. You masturbate by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you were there, though. <laughs> <laughs> just because you had me over one time. Man, you just hold that over my head. <laughs> we were masticating together. Yes, we were. We were very much masticating. 
Oh my God. All right, number five, Kalk. Wait a minute, which version of Kalk? Spell it. Spell it. He said C A U L K. Yeah. So Brian's got Kalk. Yeah. Do your rest, cock the or do you? Yeah. Is it saying do your best, cock the rest in woodworking? There you go. Yeah. That is actually a saying, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So how long does it take the cock to get hard? How does the cock taste? Keep the cock away from your mouth. For Brian, All thirty valid seconds. uses of the word. Mm, I don't know about that, Chris. All right, word number six. Fartlick. I thought that's just Her- an urban legend type word. Was it in Shrek? It's, on, it's in Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, so if it's in Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, it's official. It's not an urban legend. I don't even know who that is. So, Unless it's in Urban Dictionary, it doesn't count. All right. Fartlick. Fartlick. Don't know. This is actually something I'm pretty sure Brian does this quite often. He <laughs> does fartlick a lot. I think my I myself included. Yeah, so fartlick is endurance training in which a runner alternates between periods of sprinting with periods of jogging. So it'd be another term for high intensity interval training or hit training. Yeah, hit training. Yeah, is. fartlick. That's a fartlick. I've never called. I, I used yeah. to run cross country. I've never heard that term. Maybe well, I do. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I do know now. Yeah, thank you. Fartlick. I'm going to go, I'm gonna do my fartlick training. I feel like I'm studying for my SATs here, man. This is rough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number seven. Sextant. Oh, I know what that is. Can I get a spelling, please? S-E-X-T-A-N-T. Sextant. In word of origin. Yeah, it's... It's it's the device that French, you use to maybe. find out where you are on the in the water. It's what uh, seafarers use, uh, pointing to North Star, calculating distances and whatnot on based off of a compass heading, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. commonly used by seamen, <laughs> instrument semen. for measuring, <laughs> ang- an instrument for measuring angular differences used especially in navigation to observe altitudes of celestial bodies. Sextant. Double entendre. Good job. All right. Word number eight. Pussy willow. <laughs> it's, that's a tree. But they use it in the movie Private Parts to get away with saying the first part of that word. Pussy willow. Yeah. A willow having large cylindrical silky catkins. So it is a plant. I don't know if it's a tree, but it's a plant for sure. It's a plant. It's what you see out in the marsh. Those are pussy willows. The little hot dog looking things. Yeah. You guys remember though in, in private parts he's like, yeah. He's like blank willow. He's like, I wrote it sloppy, so I guess I got a sloppy boop. <laughs> you guys I gotta go, I, I gotta so go watch private parts now. It's been so long. I gotta go back and watch That's the Howard Stern movie, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Number nine. Sexagenarian. That's that's mm. someone that studies the uh, the origins of sex. Is that what it, or something like that? No, not even close. Oh man, rough. It is a fruit. I have no idea. So a sexagenarian is a person whose age is in the sixties. Sexagenarian. So you know, like septagenarian, octagenarian. So sexagenarian is a person in their sixties. So what you're saying is not. It's where Brian is pretty close to being right now. 
Yeah, discreet. Brian's about to be a sexagenarian. All right, number 10. Thespian. Thou shalt not... I don't know. It's a... You know, like a uh, mythical horse or something? No? no, it's a British proper word for somebody like a Shakespeare or something like that. Thespian? Yeah, very close. From the tradition that Thespis was the originator of the actor's role. So like the actors, thespians. What the hell am I thinking about then? <laughs> people like the in furries theater, people and stuff? in drama. Yeah. Who knows, Brian? What you're I don't know what you're thinking of, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take that back. We know what you're thinking. We just can't say it on the show. <laughs> you're a, you, you're a liar. <laughs> All right. Last one. Number 11. Oh, boy. Shunt. Shunt. It's to uh, to shut someone up. Yeah, to it's, 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 it's not the same as shun, right? No, shunt. Are you saying shunt because it rhymes with a dirty word? Is that what? <laughs> is this your goal here? No, this is a word that might sound inappropriate, but is perfectly innocent. Shunt. It's like a a shim or something like that, right? No. Nope. <clears throat> It's a battery-operated battery opener. <laughs> so I I happen to know this because my kids love Thomas the Tank Engine, so it shows up in stories and 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 the like. So shunting to switch a rail car, railroad car, or a train from one track to another. Shunt. Nice. I thought that's what they did to those Mormons that they're, they're like excommunicated. They're shunted. <laughs> Nah. Well, they could switch them from one track to another, but yeah, it's usually meant for railroad, railroad cars and trains when you switch them from one track to another. All right. Well, that's it. Thanks for playing. You guys did fairly well, and hopefully our audience is a little bit more educated on the meanings of these words. And if there are people taking their SATs, you are welcome. Glenn kicked my butt. Good job, man. I don't know about that. <laughs> All right, well, we continue to get great comments about our dad joke of the week. Dad joke of the week. This week, Glenn is up. All right, it's been a while. And, uh, you know, in, in in popularity of staying away from political correctness here, I'm going to go to political correctness with politics here. A guy parks his bicycle outside the U.S. Capitol. Security guy comes by to him and says, hey, you can't park your bike here. Do you know that congressmen, senators, speakers, vice presidents, and foreign dignitaries and the president come here often? And the guy says, oh, don't worry. I chained my bike. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. How'd you know the gender of the guy riding the bike? (laughs) I swear. All right. To wrap things up, Brian forgets things he said on the show just a few weeks ago. The Bank of Zambia did not pay the ransom and responded perfectly. Be more like the Bank of Zambia. A chastity device was remotely hacked, so always have a backup plan. A marital A contains a Wi-Fi hotspot and webcam with atrocious security. Words that sound inappropriate may not be. That's all we have for this week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can find us all on LinkedIn. Links will be in the description. Follow us on Instagram at Pebcac Podcast. Thank you to all our listeners and subscribers who rated us five stars in the iTunes store and Spotify and left us a review. We appreciate you all spreading the word to help grow the show. 
the best way to find us is to search for the Pebcac Podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. For my co-host Brian Deach and Glenn Medina, I'm Chris Louie. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week. And as always, have a nice day. Thanks, everyone. Ta-ta, dummies. Just kidding. Have a nice day.